0: What's up, everybody? Caleb Simpson here with the Hemp Entrepreneur Podcast. I am the founder and owner of Hemp Daddy's Therapeutics. We make high-quality CBD oil products that are organically grown in colorful Colorado, and we're an online-only store at the moment. We might get into wholesale later down the line, but for right now, we're an online-only company, and things have been going really well for us. We actually only started about seven months ago. We started in August of last year, and the growth has just been phenomenal. We had a little bit of struggle early on, just because of payment processor issues and things like that. And I kind of had to figure out my whole, you know, niche and how I was going to target my audience and all that sort of thing. Um, but once I got that dialed in, man, the sales started coming in, and we're now serving lots of customers in. And it's been an amazing journey. Um, but today, I want to talk to you guys just about. Oh, first of all, before we get into everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, another thing, guys, like this is completely live. As you've noticed, there's no intro music here. This is me talking to you guys. Um, but we are going to get fancy in the sense I have a guest that's coming on next week. I did the interview with him yesterday. It's Robbie Ballinger, who is an ultra endurance athlete. He runs ultra marathons. <clears throat> and he's about to embark on a transcontinental run from Los Angeles all the way to New York. It's over 3,000 miles. He's going to be doing this in about 75 days he's going to average 40 miles a day. And he's doing this all on a plant-based diet. And I was able to sit down and interview him recently and just talk about that experience and how he got into ultra running, how he got into vegan plant-based lifestyle. And we even touched a little bit on how he uses CBD oil during his training. And that that episode is going to air next week. So I should get edited by the end of this week and that's going to air next week. So he's going to be my first interview. So hopefully we'll have um, more interviews later down the line. I know I'm going to be talking to Rick Martinez out of San Antonio, who runs a cannabis accelerator. He's very involved in the industry. He's working on a CBD oil brand of his own, so he's 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 doing great things in the cannabis and the CBD industry. And we'll be bringing him on here eventually as well. But let's get into the um, issues I want to talk about today. I want to talk about it's kind of the biggest issues facing the industry right now. And so I have my own thoughts and ideas about this, and I'm sure you have your own. And I would actually love to hear you after you listen to this podcast. If you, um, if anything stuck out to you or you have your own thoughts or opinions on this, I would love to hear you. Just reach out to me. It's just Caleb, C-A-L-E-B at hempdaddies.com. And I would love to hear from you, and I would definitely respond back to you. Anyway, the f- the first issue I want to talk about is the question that people ask a lot is, will CBD get you high? No, just kidding. It's the other one. Um, Will CBD make me fail a drug test? And the answer to that first one is no, it won't get you high, but it could make you fail a drug test, which is a big problem because a lot of people out there, you know, have jobs where they have to do random drug screening or they have to, maybe they're a truck driver or something like that, or they work in law enforcement and they have to, you know, do random drug screenings and they have to pass their tests. And so those People are not going to want to consume CBD because there is a risk of triggering a positive for THC with CBD. And I actually did a video on this earlier today that I'm going to be posting up on YouTube and also a companion piece on my blog, just um, making it known to people that you can fill a drug test with CBD. And I'm making it known because there's a lot of misinformation out there. When I first got into CBD, I was misinformed about it. Other companies and other educators out there were telling me that I wouldn't fail the drug test, but I found that to be false. And I was even telling my customers early on the same thing until one of them took an at-home test and sent me a picture of a positive test result for THC. I said, well, that's, that could be a false positive. Let me do some research and you know and figure some things out. And, and sure enough, I found out it is possible. And during that time, she actually had another family member who was taking CBD, take a test as well. And she also tested positive for THC. And so I was like, okay, that's not just a coincidence. This is this is a thing. And But there, there are certain people that are probably more likely to trigger a positive than others. If you're like a super fit, low fat endurance athlete, you probably won't test positive, but there is always a chance. And brands need to be straightforward with their customers about this and, and it's, Mainly from an integrity standpoint, but also just from a liability standpoint. As a company, if I go out there and I have my website and my blog content and my videos, you can pass a drug test and take full spectrum CBD oil and they lose their job. There could be a major lawsuit on my hands. And that's not good for myself. It's not good for my family. It's not good for my company. And definitely not good for that person that lost their job. So it's super important that companies are straightforward and honest with their customers, because what's the point in doing damage to a customer? You're here to help this person not do damage to their life. So be honest with them. And it just annoys the crap out of me that there are companies out there lying about it. I mean, there's one company, I even remember shooting them an email because they, I was on their email list and An email went out and there was the whole issue of passing drug tests. And it says, yeah, you can take full spectrum CBD oil. No problem. You won't fill a drug test. And I emailed them. I said, you might want to reconsider saying this. And they said, no, we have lots of customers who take drug tests and none of them have any problems. That's like, well, maybe they don't, but all it takes is one. And and that's it. And you're screwed. And you've screwed their life up and you've screwed your own life up because there's a lawsuit coming. I guarantee it. And so we we need as as the companies, as the voice of the CBD industry, we need to have integrity and be honest with our customers and our potential customers about this issue. And so the other thing that kind of brings me to is the whole kind of lack of regulation that exists in the industry right now. In in 2017, when the the CBD boom was really starting to get going, it, it was a legal gray area in the sense that CBD was still illegal on a federal level. So you could sell it, you could ship it and sell it in any state, but each state even had their own rules and regulations regarding CBD. But even after the 2018 Farm Bill was passed, which legalized CBD on a federal level and removed it from the Schedule I Controlled Substance Act, we're still having issues. Like truckload shipments of raw hemp flower are being seized by police because they think it's marijuana, even though they're showing the paperwork and they're not being let go. The drivers are being jailed. The companies are being prosecuted. It's 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 a problem. And and we really got to get this sorted out. The states have to get on board with this federal legality. And like I think Ohio is one that's still like prosecuting CBD. And like Tarrant County here in Texas, I think recently prosecuted is prosecuting a teenager who got CBD oil. To help with his insomnia. He didn't want to get high. He bought it from a CBD store in town that that town allowed to exist. And that's another thing. There's a whole discrepancy here. If these counties and states are going to prosecute CBD possessions, they can't allow these stores to pop up on the corner. It's just ridiculous. So we still need clarification on the legality of CBD. And the states need to get in line with what the federal government has said is now legal. It's not just growing hemp. It's hemp and all its derivatives. So anything produced from the hemp product is now legal on a federal level. And the FDA is a whole nother issue here. The FDA is still kind of ignoring what, basically ignoring what the president said, that it's legal now. Like they are going out and saying, no, you can't put CBD in food products. You can't call it a dietary supplement. And so there's all this conflicting information out but it's not stopping any of us cannabis entrepreneurs from continuing on in our industry and continuing to sell CBD and making it a mainstream thing. But um, I, like we had to get clarification from the FDA on one hand, like I don't want the FDA involved in this at all. I come from a consumer packaged goods background where a lot of the FDA regulations were overbearing and it was difficult working with them. We had to work with them with product recalls and it was a pain in the rear and so I, in one sense, I don't want them involved in this industry. But at the same time, they can put up the guardrails that regulate the industry and bring more integrity <clears throat> to this industry, which is which is very much needed because um, we'll get into lab testing here in a minute. And that and that's another thing we need better lab testing. And so the FDA needs to put up these guardrails that kind of regulates the industry, which is beneficial to the consumers, but it's also beneficial to the um, sellers of CBD as well, because it protects them. And so it's beneficial for everybody. So the FDA needs to step up to the plate and put in some clear guidelines for this industry. And hopefully what they put forth is not going to be something super restrictive. It's going to allow the industry to flourish and exist, but put up some protections for the consumers. And that's, that's super needed right now because the lack of integrity when it comes to lab testing, so some companies out there, they're not even testing their CBD. And if they are, sometimes they're even falsifying their reports. I remember when I first started looking for a lab to test my product, one company I was talking about, I mean, they, they don't do this. They don't fall for this, but they have been bribed, like saying, hey, if you make my report say this, I will pay you $1,000. And they respectfully declined, said, nope, we're not doing that. We want integrity in this industry. You can go somewhere else. And they do. And they find somebody who will do that. So we need integrity in this industry with consistency in lab testing. So even if I go get my product lab tested, I can take that into Photoshop I can edit it and I can make it say whatever I want. But there needs to be this extra level of transparency. So I work with Proverde Labs who puts a QR code on their lab reports and that PDF I get from them is also locked. So I can't edit it. I can't bring it into Adobe Acrobat. I can't bring it into Photoshop. I can't even edit the file. They don't allow me to. Like, I mean, I can't even take a screenshot because at that point it's going to be so low resolution. People are going to easily see that the document was edited and modified, but they put a QR code on that document, which a customer can scan and it links to their website where they have it stored on their server. So even if I did somehow manage to unlock this PDF and falsify certain things on there, like it's going to be cross-referenced to this company's website and my actual results will be seen there. And so, and that's why I chose to work with ProVerde because they do have that extra level of transparency and they're going around falsifying reports for anybody. And so that brings me to just another thing like, oh no, I mean a little bit more about the lab testing, then I'm going to get into like the quality of hemp. So there's there needs to be some consistent standards and what is tested. Things such as like, you know, pesticides and heavy metals and cannabinoid content and all that. So some brands are only testing their cannabinoid profiles and showing that to their consumers, but they're not showing, you know, heavy metal content, microbiological content and things of that nature. Um, I do random testing. I don't do all at once because it's super expensive, but I test a little bit of each of those on every batch just to make sure the product I'm getting from my supplier is super clean. But moving forward, I do think that there needs to be a little more um, regulations from the FDA in terms of what is required in terms of lab testing so that the lab results out there um, are, are true and the right. And they're, they're, there's a way to back it up and verify its integrity. It's just, it's highly needed right now. It's highly needed. And, and if you're listening to this and you're a consumer, this may be a little confusing to you, and I totally understand that. But I highly recommend only buying from brands that post their lab results online and share with you everything about their CBD. And if they don't share that, like feel free to email them and ask them for those. And if they don't provide it, like run away and find somebody who does provide those lab results. And so that brings me to the issue of does like the quality of hemp there. And this kind of ties directly in with the lab results because Somebody's not showing you their live results. The chances are the hemp they're using isn't clean. Maybe it wasn't grown organically. Maybe it was pesticides were used on it or it was contains heavy metals. So a lot of this hemp that's being imported in the United States is coming from Europe and Asia. And in some cases, that hemp was used on grounds laden with heavy metals as a cleansing crop so they could plant other crops. And they're taking that hemp and they're importing it to the United States. And people are buying that raw flour and processing it in the CBD. So, I mean, a lot of it is probably a lack of integrity, but it, some of the time, maybe it's just like that person doesn't think it's a big deal. Maybe they're not as educated and they think eating organics, organic foods doesn't matter. And like having heavy metals in your plants don't really matter. I mean, it could be a lack of education on their part, but sometimes I think it is a lack of integrity. So we need to have a little bit more standards just for, for one, the testing. I mean, even the stuff that's coming from overseas and maybe even some regulation on what hemp can and cannot be used for human consumption here in the United States. There needs to be regulations around that because we need clean hemp. We need clean products going into our bodies. We're using this as medicine, not as poison. We're trying to get away from the poison of big pharma, not kind of get back into that with, you know, crops that are poison. And so it's super important that not only when you're starting a brand, but when you're buying from a brand that you're buying quality product. Yeah, like If you're here in the United States, look for stuff that's organically grown stuff that's grown here in the States. Like almost everything here in the States is organically grown. Some of it's may not be certified organic. Our crop is certified organic. Um, the product as a whole itself is not, um, I'm not sure if that's possible yet, but our crop is certified organic and we can, we can say that with confidence that we have clean, organic hemp. Some of the companies out there are merely non-GMO. I mean, they're still growing it the same way. It's pretty much water and sunshine. That's all you need for hemp. So it doesn't make sense that some companies are or growers are using pesticides on their hemp. It just doesn't make sense to me that it even exists. So uh, there's a problem with the quality of the hemp out there, which of course the, affects the end product. And that brings me to another issue I want to talk about, and it's the a potential supply issue with hemp so since the federal government has now said it's legal in all 50 states to grow hemp and the way that works is each state has to put forth their own proposal of how hemp cultivation in the state is going to work and this is going to become a problem because as the industry grows we're going to need more and more hemp but the farmers might not be able to keep up with the production because what's happening right now in missouri for example is the proposals they're putting forth is there's like a cap on the acreage in the amount of licenses issued. So the amount of licenses issued is, I wanna say was in the thousands. And like the acreage cap, I wanna say was 40 acres, and like at the minimum of 10 acres or something like that. So it's very small acreage amounts for these farmers And so at the end of the day, they may say, okay, it's actually going to be more profitable for me to continue growing my wheat or my soybeans because I can only get 10 acres of hemp. And so if that happens, there's not going to be enough farmers growing hemp to keep up with the demand. So we need looser restrictions from the state levels as these pilot programs are being brought on and these hemp cultivation programs are being introduced. They need to realize that these farmers need to be able to keep up with the growing industry demand. There's a similar proposal in Texas. Um, So they're trying to get, you know, hemp cultivation legalized here in Texas. And one of the current provisions is that you would have to work with a state university and you're also limited by a certain number of acres as well. And that's just not going to be sustainable long-term. And these universities don't know anything about hemp cultivation either. So what is the point in partnering with a university that has no experience in it? It doesn't make any sense. So we need we need good programs presented on the state levels that allow these states and these farmers to benefit from, from hemp and being able to grow hemp. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And I mean, I think, I think we could see a supply issue. I hope we don't. um, Because the more supply issues we see are stateside. That means there's going to be more and more hemp coming from overseas. And as I said earlier, that's oftentimes just inferior product. And we really need, the hemp industry here in the United States to flourish and take off, and and that's all I got for today, guys. Like um, it this went a little bit um shorter than I expected. I thought I was going to be talking to you guys for about thirty minutes straight, but um, I kind of hit on these points pretty quickly. And and again, I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear your thoughts about the industry and where the industry is headed. You know, I I, I read an article yesterday that the industry is going to be like a $16 billion industry by 2025. But honestly, I think that is way underestimated. I think this is easily, easily a $60 billion industry. So I used to be in the energy bar industry and that itself was a $60 billion industry. And that's why I threw out that number. It's like energy bars are everywhere. My inner grocery store has, has sells energy bars pretty much. And It's going to be the same with hemp. You're going to be able to walk into a Whole Foods or a Natural Grocers or a Kroger or a King of Supers, whatever your local grocery store is. There's eventually going to come a day where you can walk into the supplement aisle and buy yourself a bottle of CBD. It's going to be very prominent. I mean, I, I could easily see it surpassing a $60 billion industry just because there are going to be so many online retailers. And this isn't going to be just a health supplement. This isn't going to be medicine for people. For some people, it will be just a health supplement. Other people, it's gonna be medicine. Other people, it's gonna be, you know, an opioid replacement. It's it has so much potential for so many people. It's gonna be an absolutely huge industry. And again, I, w- I would love to hear from you if you're interested, if you got a hemp business yourself, if you're involved in this industry in any way, maybe you're in the marketing side of things, um, who knows, whatever it is, please reach out to me. I, I'm looking for guests for the show to make this more interesting so it's not just me talking. So if you're in the cannabis industry at all, I would love to hear from you. I'm looking for guests for the show. And and like I said before, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is just caleb at hempdaddies.com. You can also go to hempdaddies.com and reach out to us through the contact form. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope you enjoy the show. And please do me a favor to rate and review this show and leave an honest review. I know it's early on in the stage of this podcast. I'm brand new to this as well. So please be a little bit gentle on your rating, but your ratings are going to help me get the podcast out there and get a notice by more people. Anyway, hope you guys are having a great day. Talk to you later.